Hey everybody, welcome to uh, whatever episode number this is of Fantasy Football Time with Joey and friends. And today we have a little co-host just for this little beginning part because it is Thanksgiving week. And Thanksgiving is meant to be spent with family and friends. So, Ellie, can you say hi? Hi. Can you say hi? Hi. How old are you? I, 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 you're two. You're two? Who is the best daddy in the world? Is it me or is it Uncle Sam? Who's the best daddy, me or Uncle Sam? No. No? Neither of us? Okay, well, that's not fair. Um, do you love me? Yeah. Yeah. Do, are you, are we in California or are we in Spokane? California. We're in California. Um, and do you want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners? Say Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Say it again. Happy Thanksgiving. Good job, sweet girl. All right, I need your help. Um, so, there's 10 teams in the league. Only six teams get to playoffs. This is the week where we decide... Uh, who goes and who doesn't? And the battles between, essentially, Kevin, Brian, Monroe, Sam, and Daddy. Who is your favorite out of that group? Monroe, Sam, Daddy, Kevin, or Brian? Who do you like the most? Who do you think is going to win? Daddy. Well, there you have it, folks. I have been officially selected by my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter to make it to playoffs. Um, all right. Say bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Also, I just wanted to say that um, this podcast was recorded while I was driving, so there may be some technical technical difficulties, and since it is Thanksgiving week, I don't have time to edit Um, And you probably don't have time to listen. So if you are listening to this, go spend time with your family. But, anyways. Yeah, we're going to try just doing it uh, this way. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to turn the video off because you can't see me anyways. Um, I'm in a thing and I'm in a Robert and it's Tesla, so I don't know how. Yeah, I'm fine with the video off. You're talking about cop magnet or not. Yeah, I don't want you to get in uh, either a ticket or dead. Because of this podcast. Oh, I'm a cock magnet, though, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Right. Nothing. I love the impromptu podcast. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let you, uh, you're going to drive. Okay. Awesome. We're going to, you're going to, you're going to be the host today. And I'm going to be your, uh, your guest. And oh. I, there's no better way to prepare for a podcast episode than to not. You're right. That is the best way. So I'm well, sure you've already, I'm sure you've already got content. I have some content. Knowing you, you've probably been working on it for the last uh, nine weeks. Yeah, yeah, like always, like my recaps. <laughs> <laughs> so are you? I guess. Uh, are you gonna start? Uh, are you gonna do a recap for the end of the regular season and do another one for end of playoffs, or um, are you I would love to commit to that. But I've been pretty bad. You know what? Okay. I will have a lot of time off around the Christmas holiday. 
I will have at least one recap during Christmas, and it'll be an epic recap. Okay. The kind of recap where you're gonna need at least an hour to read it. <laughs> I can I can promise that right now, and uh, I feel I feel totally 100% good about it. All right. So there's there's one more there's at least one more recap coming. I love it. It's, you can, you will not be able to look back in the season and say, hey, remember when Teddy planned to write a recap every week and didn't write a single one? You're gonna have to say he only wrote one. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the that's gonna be well, the family of the season. Two, yeah, yeah, I did, I did do the pre-cap. Yeah. And the draft yeah. cap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, well, that's more wins than you have. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> Oof. Rough season. Well, speaking of my wins, let's uh, let's start the recap off with a quick uh, or let's start the podcast off with a quick uh, power ranking. Which is going to be yeah. tough since neither of us have done any prep, but I'll uh, start off regardless. So, you know what? I'm not going to do a power ranking. I'm just going to go team by team the way Yahoo has, has them and talk about what I think is right or wrong with them. I love that. So, we'll start with me. Eklabuzz. It's not too hard to pronounce. Let me just for the record. <laughs> I know Katie had a lot of trouble going with the hard E at the beginning. But yeah, she went hard E. Yeah. yeah, I mean, anybody who's played Pokemon, you instantly recognize the name and realize, like, okay, it's it's a play on on uh, letters, not a very good play on letters, but anyways, my team well, went wrong. It actually doesn't represent Electrobuzz at all, because he, it looks like a uh, like a person with uh, uh, dyslexia tried to spell Electrobuzz and uh, messed up a little bit. Which that's all. Katie, Katie actually has dyslexia and she still read it incorrectly so well now i feel terrible <laughs> hey speaking of the word terrible what better way to sum up my team and you know what i'm not gonna put any blame on the trade because as sam just live tweeted about 20 minutes ago i was gonna say the same thing if you look at the running running back rankings um eckler is way above barkley barkley is just another running back who gets burned out from running so much the previous season, and then the next year he gets injured and or just can't produce. Looks like both happened to him. And that is my new fantasy golden rule. Um, for me, the golden rule is stick with your heart. Like I talked about it last time. I went against my heart. I started drafting guys that I didn't like, and now they're people I hate. Devontae Freeman, I'm looking at you. He has been the worst pickup I had. I think I drafted him round two. Sam said something, and that's, that's where I cut out on my end. Um, okay, so I'm yeah. sorry, you, know, you, probably got, you probably got running, you probably were fired up, so hopefully we no, have totally that recorded. Cool. Totally, um, totally good. I'll, I'll go back from there. Um, basically, the um, the number, yeah, what I was saying there was that um, Eklabuzz, or correction, Austin Eckler did way better than a Barkley, and that Barkley did basically nothing this year. Like, he had a really crappy season, considering he was the number yeah. one overall in many leagues, like, um, had I had him, I would have done even worse and even been even more frustrated. Um, and, uh, what I also want to say though, was that Barkley was not, that trade wasn't the biggest mistake I made. The biggest mistake I made, as I alluded to in the group chat was Devonte Freeman. He really just did absolutely nothing for me this year. He was my number two, my number two round pick, I think. Um, yeah. and I was looking at his game log. He had only one game of more than 16 points this whole season and yeah 
Like, and I know you said you're gonna trade me. You're gonna trade for him at one point, right? Yes, I offered you a trade, and you said no. And then you, you then you made the trade with Sam, like the the next day. And I said, I said, Teddy, my offer still stands. And you said, sadly, so does my response. <laughs> of course, I had to put some snark in there. Of course uh, you did. I wonder what the I trade was. I think I was giving you Mike Evans for Devonta Freeman. Man, that would have been really good. I have to go back and look at it, but I, I, I believe that was the trade. I mean, let's be real. You could have given me nothing for Devontae Freeman. It would have been addition by subtraction because of how many like points on the table he left <laughs> when I could have other people in. Um, like So, yeah. Um, I'm more proud of keeping Antonio Brown for about seven or eight inactive weeks than I am for having Devontae Freeman on my team. So my team went wrong. I can't put it all on Devontae Freeman, even though I want to. I also had a pretty disappointing from season from Zach Ertz. What I wish I would have done is my usual thing. Pick the guys I like. Take names I know and trust, like any Patriot. Um, and I wish I – yeah, I, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done on that draft over again. My best option might be saying – How many Patriots saying, are on your team right now? What's up? How many Patriots are on your team right now? Uh, three if you count Antonio Brown. <laughs> Do you count him? You still have Antonio Brown? I thought he was going to come back like five weeks ago, and I still kind of think he is. Oh, wait. No, I have Nick Folk. So I've got oh, Folk. Yeah. And you know what is ironic? The best Patriot I could have drafted, Patriots defense, I didn't take them. They would have been the actual good part of the team I could have taken, because you're right. You guys have been talking about Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is no longer a good fantasy quarterback. He so. is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But that does not make him a good fantasy football quarterback. Right. They are not winning. There's, there's no fantasy points for having a perfect spiral, you know? I Trust me, I would be racking up so many points. <laughs> Eli Manning would not. Um, I can only throw a perfect spiral 10 yards, but it is a really pretty 10 yards. Okay, so next up we got thanks for the member breeze. I'm done with my team. Um, thanks for the member breeze. Man, this really is a very loaded positions, like, Two through nine. Man. I know. So, the league is crazy, man. Uh, Yeah. So Sean is who I predicted to do to win the league in the beginning. I do remember that. Um, And I, the biggest reason he is winning is because probably he's Lamar Jackson. And I didn't think he's going to do anything at all. I don't think he even drafted him. Um, Lamar Jackson's come out of nowhere and done incredible stuff. I think he did draft Lamar Jackson. I think he got him in the last round. Oh, wow. Oh, Sean also has like... Yeah, he's... Dude, Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Brees, and Lamar Jackson. If he got Lamar Jackson like round twelve, I mean that would be a better keeper than well Patrick Mahomes is still unbelievable, but yeah. that would be a better draft, draft capital pick uh, for the keeper league than than Mahomes was last year at round eleven. Yeah, uh, yes, it would. That man, I don't know if I mean I hate to be the cliche fan. Can Lamar Jackson keep this up? Um, but. Can he keep it up? I don't know. Uh, I said in, a, in an early podcast, uh, talking about my trade with, with Sean, I originally, my original trade had Lamar Jackson as a quarterback instead of Matt Ryan. And I cho- I convinced myself it should be Matt Ryan over Lamar Jackson. Um, and now I greatly regret that decision. Uh, yeah. But at the time, I, my logic was also that Lamar Jackson had a very difficult uh, uh, playoffs for fantasy football schedule-wise. Um, yeah, it does ramp up quite a bit. Like, they play... Well, they, I mean, this week's not fantasy, but or not uh, playoffs, but 
They have San Francisco this week and the week after. They have well any any uh, AFC North game is dangerous with him. I mean, they lost to Cleveland at home. Yeah. Dude, do you remember that really just shitty game that Lamar Jackson had in the playoffs last year? I don't. I don't remember any of the playoffs to the point that I didn't remember that the Rams were in the Super Bowl. All right, I'm gonna. I forgot all about the fact that Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's last game. Um. Well, okay. Let me start off by saying this. His passer rating was 0.0. What? Yeah. <laughs> no way. The Ravens were chanting Flacco's name to get him back in the no game. No way. Yeah. I don't remember that. I feel like it's something I would remember. Maybe I didn't watch the game. Well, granted, it was Ravens versus Chargers, so I don't think anybody watched the game. But it says he had uh, – the article talks about he had a first half with a combined total of fumbles and interceptions, three – that was higher than his number of completions, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, so maybe maybe playoff Lamar Jackson is a little bit different than regular season Lamar Jackson. Maybe he just needed it a year. You know, he needed to adjust. That was his rookie year last year, wasn't it? Or was it... Uh... It was, yeah. But, you know, there's a there's a theory going around that... And this is a very biased theory, that one that I would easily believe in, too, and that I just eat like candy. But, like, that Belichick intentionally didn't play hard defense so that he could, like, see what they do, and then he could play his real defense in the playoffs against them. What? I mean, I don't know. If anybody would do that, it'd be Belichick. Also, like, they said, like, you know, the Patriots. <laughs> and I just sing, hear myself say this. I sound stupid. But the Patriots didn't <laughs> want to go undefeated. They wanted to lose a game to get the media attention off that, even to have to deal with that again. <laughs> okay, I can't continue this theory. But I'm going <laughs> to secretly, secretly going to believe it. That's uh, crazy. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. Well, nah. I don't know. Um, One second. You're... Sorry, phone was ringing. Um, anyways, for the power rankings, what I would like to do is we'll give from this point out, we'll give a little story of everybody, give them a little personal touch for this week. Since this will be the, uh, this is gonna be my man crush week that I wanted to have instead of rivalry week. I'm gonna say something nice about every person in power rankings, except for myself. Here we go. So Sean, uh, my favorite part about Sean is that he became my Mac soul brother during the season when we had that one night. Of bro talk. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do remember, and he he laid a he laid a line out for you to respond to, and you you failed. And I remember reading that, and I was like, oh, Teddy. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he said something about he's all glamour muscles, and then you instead of responding, yeah, he's just buys and tries, which is like the end of that quote. You went off on it. You're like, yeah, I know. He's only working out his uh, or yeah, yeah, lol, or something like that. It was. I guess I missed. Yeah, yeah. Wow. My heart broke a little bit for Sean because I I could I could feel his heartache. Yeah, you're right, man. I I I probably like I missed the chance for what could have been a great friendship forever. Yeah, he was booking flights to Pensacola, and I think after that he uh, he canceled it. Man, I can't believe I missed the quote, and it's a Mac quote and everything, and wow. Yeah. It's just not hasn't not been my season whatsoever, man. Any aspect. (laughs) But uh-huh. I don't want to shoot in your parade. So, yeah, no, you guys uh, you guys had a, had a very special moment there. I think Sean's been a great addition to the league. I like when he talks and he's active on the chat. And he's now engaged. He's a lot is looking up for him right now. Yeah. Glad to have him this season. All right. Well, who's next on the list? Let me see here. Um, One second here. Going to edit out this dead time because I accidentally closed that tab. Uh, all right. Who are we going to talk nice about next? It is 
Baby Shark. Oh, man. Where did God. he get with this guy? Oh, I can't believe we're talking about him so early. Going I, from I back was in first front. place three weeks ago. Yeah. Shows how much can change in this league. God, this league so is what brutal, went wrong man. the past three weeks? Well, you've got Matt Ryan in your starting lineup. That's a big problem already. Actually, he's been doing pretty good, hasn't he? No, last week he's no, he he's been doing shit since he got hurt. Uh, uh, hey, the week that he got hurt, he got me like like two points, and he's out for two weeks. And I played Wentz during those weeks, and he didn't do anything. And then he came back, and he got 11 points this past week against the Bucks, I think, which is like a slam dunk for a quarterback. I don't. Yeah, I. Yeah. Okay, well here's, sure. I've got a question for you. Um, obviously, um, I was not happy with Devontae Freeman, a Falcon who burned me. How do you feel about your second round pick, Julio Jones? Uh, well, he's my keeper. Um, okay, even better. How do you feel about I that? I regret it. Uh, hands down, he he is my worst receiver on my team. Yeah, I see him. I see him on your bench all the time. I benched him two weeks, and those are the only two weeks he scored over 15 points, I think. So. Um, I'll pull up his uh, little log here, and he's questionable. God, what an unreliable. Yeah, he's only had two weeks above 15. Uh, three weeks above 15. But two of those three weeks are the weeks that I benched him because I said he's not doing well. I got better options on my bench, and then he fucking did it. I don't know. Is he on bench? He's on bench right now, I think, right? He is. Yeah, he's I, had I he had a touchdown week one, two in week two, a touchdown week three, and then nothing since then. Yeah, and that's and granted he had Matt Schaub I think throwing in the ball um, for a few weeks, but uh, come on, they're the yeah I. I, I lost dollars. I bet Tommy a dollar that the Falcons were a playoff team. Um, so, whoopsie. They should have been. I mean, they were. They the Falcons are the biggest enigma. In this, well, maybe the Rams because they look pretty bad too. Yeah, I did not but. watch the game last night, uh, but I saw the box score. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was uh, playing, watching part of it. By the time I tuned in, it was 14-0, and I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> That's how you live on the Central Coast time when you're an old man, or you act like one. Because um, I guess Justin manages pretty well, and he's an hour even past me. Well, he's a, and he gets off work at like 1 a.m., and then he stays up until like 4, so. Oh, that's why then. Okay, was, he's like active on the group chat, like when you guys are doing all your talking, and it's like 1 o'clock in New York, but that makes sense. Well, he, um, I think he works at a bar, so he like watched football. Is he a bartender? Yeah, I think, well, he was. Oh, as, man. Uh, He's got a new, uh, where he's a fancy uh, waiter at a uh, at a very high end establishment. He is probably the funniest waiter. Like I imagine him being like Dennis from the uh, remember the episode where they try to make their bar win an award. Yeah. And they're trying they're trying to land the jokes. Except I bet Justin probably cracks the people up. Man, I want to go to eat there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go to visit him, but I'd go to eat at his restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if you. <laughs> Hey, what have you been here? Yeah, I've been here for a few weeks now, but I'm leaving tomorrow. Um, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you lived here. Whoops. Um. Okay, so your team, what went wrong? Uh. Well, you have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's actually not too bad of a draft. You had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, my, my problem problem with my team is I've had a couple injuries, and they've happened in weeks where they needed to not get injured. Um. I think I'm on a four-game lose streak, I think. And, like, Marlon Mack got hurt one week. And, you know, uh, Julio Jones got hurt one week. And they're all happening in mid 
game. I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to find an excuse. My team's just not doing well, and I've I've always been on control, ranking my team high. Um, I think the highest I've ever gone is four, uh, and now I'm realizing that maybe it's not worth it for a four seed. Well, you're still you're still alive in the hunt. I mean, you play me this week. That is like if you could pick one person to play in a crucial week, it'd probably be me. That's true. And two of the teams that I need to lose are playing number one and number two. So uh, I think Brian and uh, who's the other team I need to lose? Monroe. Um, looks like well, Brian. The I think it's Monroe and Sam. Sam is six and six. So is Monroe. Yeah, and I'm I'm six and six as well, right? Yeah. So uh, it was the teams. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, and Brian are seven and five. So if they both lose, then then I think I make it. Yep. With Kevin, you have to beat him in the points for. He's like, um, like uh, eighteen points ahead of you. Four points. Yeah. So uh, there's there's hope. So there is I hope. was wrong, and then I realized that there's also two teams that I'm tied with, and if they lose and I win, that's also good. So I'm in. I'm in an okay spot. My team seems to show up, and I think this is the week that they're going to finally do it. I believe in you. I hope you make it. Thanks, man. I'm saying it Hey, thanks. I need – you know what? Next year is going to be a great rebuilding. It's going to be nowhere to go but up. <laughs> Unlimited potential. Um, okay, well, let's move on. Well, I mean, i got to say something nice about you. I mean, what else is there to say? My best friend. On the record, on the podcast. Aww. Um, despite right. the, despite the mean things you said about my team, our friendship has stood the test of time in many different states, and uh, we wouldn't have a great league without you as commissioner. And uh, hey, I guess I'll oh, say you know, Justin. What's up? Oh, sorry. No, keep 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 talking about how great I am. You're the best. <laughs> what is it? Remember this? You're bad. You're the best. You're the great. What does he say to her <laughs> when she's like? I think she's just like stripping for him. <laughs> oh, you're so good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You're the best. Oh, you're you're so great. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what were we going to say? You're pretty. Um, well, you know, this whole – you've got me kind of in the spirit now talking about how saying something nice about it, all these people. So, um, you know, what's more festive than actually saying what you're thankful about these people? Oh, so great I think friend. that uh, thus far, you know, you, you said what you're thankful for about with, with Sean um, and now me. And I'm thankful that uh, that you're – out there, you know, every day saving the world, keeping us uh, uh, safe from danger, but uh, but also that you, you know, one of the founding fathers of this league. Without this league, uh, we, without you, this league probably wouldn't exist. Um, and at the very least, we wouldn't have any of the banter that we have. So, hey. um, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, thank you, Theodore. Well, uh, well, I appreciate it. All the kind words. Um, the banter, I do. Uh, I do like to talk a lot on there and get every every ten or so uh, texts, I get a good response from someone. So <laughs> I'm always happy to put that out there. Um, and yeah, I do. Uh, it's it was cool being one of the founding fathers. I think my first team was the Chipotle Chargers, which is funny because I hate the Chargers, but um, I remember signing that football at that party. We all thought Jamie's gonna show up too, which he never did. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's been a fun. It's been a fun. Uh, whatever it was, twelve or so years. Um, yeah. well, cool. Let's move on to, uh, Samuel with, uh, the Geist age. Um, first off, I want to say I picked up Geist because I thought it would anger Sam. I don't think he noticed or even cared that I took someone <laughs> on his team name. Um, because he's doing, well, he's doing decent. He is also like a shocking seventh place. Um, 
is it okay is it safe to say sam went wrong with that trade with me would his team have been different if he still had austin eckler i mean it sounds like it might have been um i i, I don't know though because i i don't know it's hard like for i'm just putting myself in his shoes it's hard for me to play to start a second a second string running back which eckler has been most of the season although he's been outperforming well for the most part so it's it's like mentally I have a block about Austin Eckler, but uh, but it's a stupid block, and that might be why I'm bad at fantasy football. Well, I mean, don't try to take that that uh, title for me, the worst at fantasy football here um, this season, anyways. But I do understand what you're saying. I don't like playing. It, it seems like a very bad going in game plan to say, hey, my number one back is not even the most number one back on his team, or is not even the number one on his yeah. team. But uh, I will. I, I say instead of Saquon Barkley, that trade. Uh, Sam's season w- really went rough with Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Tom Brady has more rushing touchdowns than Alvin Kamara and Leonard Fournette combined. <laughs> so that's what's going on uh, with Sam's team. Awesome. Uh, he did. I'm looking for a text. Oh, here it is from Justin. When I made that trade with with uh, Sam, Justin, like, Asked me if, like, uh, what was up with that, and I explained my logic. And he's like, yeah, I know. I'm just scared having two top picks on one team. And I said, yeah, I feel you there, but it doesn't mean that much. Think about it. Like, last year, Todd Gurley and David Johnson were both top picks, and now look how a team with them would look. And that – my logic wasn't very sound. It was just kind of hoping, shooting from the hip to keep the commissioner off my back. But um, it kind of played true. Like, again – these, these top running backs, they get ran a ton, and then they play the next year and they're burnt out. Um, I mean, they've both been injured this year, right? Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. Um, the only running well, back Kamara that... Got What's up? He, he got hurt. Uh, you're kind of cut out there. Say that again. Oh, shit. Can you not hear me? You're good. You're good now. Uh, he's kind of screwed with the injury uh, with, with Barkley and Kamara. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're, you're, I think you're good now with your uh, coming with the reception. Um, yeah, Sam's team has a lot of like studs on it. From Deshaun Watson, Michael Thomas, Barkley, and Kamara. And you know who's been one of his best players is DK Metcalf. Yeah, I I had Metcalf and I dropped him um, because I had too many effing serves. Yeah, I do. I do remember seeing that. You know, quite a big big names, quite a lot of big names. Um. Yeah, in, I've never seen a team. Sam's team really just suffered injuries all around, and that really that might hold him out of playoffs, which is sucks for him. But he, I don't think he would have done anything different if he could have on drafting or anything. He just kind of got unlucky. I think this exactly. Go ahead again. Sorry, you cut out there. Is this exactly what happened last year? Uh, with Sam, did he miss the playoffs last year? Yeah. Uh, then yeah, man, he might have the worst fantasy luck. Maybe because his, his wife's well, pretty good at fantasy, right? I don't think anybody has worse fantasy luck than you do uh, with your playoff record. Yeah, well, that's that's true. The Phillip Rivers of, uh, of fantasy. But Sam's wife is really good at fantasy, right? Oh, yeah. I guess that's all the karma. She wins because she wins, I'm sure, leagues she plays in. And Sam gets all the bad luck here. But um, on what we're thankful for, Sam... Sam has been also a fantastic addition, very active in the chat. And you know what is awesome about Sam is that when he is not active, he will catch up 
read through everything, and then respond, and I'll find myself getting likes from messages I sent maybe days ago from Sam. His his commitment to catching up and being full up to date is very admirable. And uh, without Sam in this league, I'd have a lot less laughs and uh, a lot more good players I didn't trade away to him. <laughs> I, uh, I, too, am thankful for, for Sam and his, his commitment to this league. You know, uh, he doesn't really know any of you guys. Um, I think he met he met most of the, of the, the league at, the, at my wedding. Um, yeah. That was his first year at the league, too. But, like, he almost came up to Sacramento with me today, uh, which is where I'm driving back from, um, because he okay. wanted to, to, like, grab lunch with Tommy or Monroe. Because he was like, I just want to, like, meet him again. I want to hang out with them. Um, so, like, I, I just admire the kid's dedication. He's, he is uh, truly a, a league player, and uh, he's a lot, of, a lot of fun to have in the league. Yes, he's definitely cemented his foot in this league and uh, become a regular. I look forward to uh, Adam's bachelor party when we all hang out and we all get to hang out with Sam again. I'm so excited for that. That's definitely happening, right? Uh, I'm I'm going. Okay, yeah. If Adam, if you weren't there, we're still having it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I plan on having. Let's if if Adam won't go, then it's a guy's weekend. Okay, deal, deal. But, but Adam, I'm. Be there. Plan on doing something. Good, 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 good. Yeah, it'll be good to. Uh, I think I've hung out with Sam maybe like, maybe three, four, five times. He was, I mean, he was there that one weekend when we almost got in a fight with those kids who I think were deaf or some of the deaf kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Oh man, that was that was a what? You know what else? Was that with the weekend where we were playing beer pong? I think with water and Justin. Hit every single cup to start the game off. I have no idea. I don't remember that. Well, I hopefully Justin listens and can confirm or deny that because I remember it was a tournament and he just literally got he got balls back until he got every cup done and like we didn't get a rebuttal because he like he it was this clean sweep from the beginning. I'd never seen it before in my life. I don't remember uh, that. Thank God. Yeah, it, was, it was incredible. I'm hopefully yeah. Uh, Justin, right. remember that. Um, I remember being heartbroken because I wanted to win that game. But, <laughs> but hey, moving on to uh, Voodoo Mama Juju. Voodoo Mama Juju. Great name indeed. Um, okay, so Monroe's team. Where did he go wrong this year? Um, definitely not on Derrick Henry, who has sneakily put up one of the best, like, been one of the best running back team, like running back in fantasy this whole year, right? Like, I wanted him so bad. I made Monroe multiple trade offers um, because I knew Monroe didn't really like him. So I may have lowballed him and that's why they never went through. I wanted, I wanted Derrick Henry so bad. I hate his hair. It looks disgusting. And I know it's, it's mean. Look gross. No, he, yeah. he's, a, he's not a pretty looking man. No. Yeah. He's got, he's got a pretty stat line, but that hair is man. He's got to do something about it. David in that sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Derrick Henry, I'm looking up right now to see uh, where he ranked. And running backs, it's got to be at least top three. Um, one second, they pull it up. They're gonna um, have uh, Chris McCaffrey and well, Chris McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and then don't tell me. Uh, I don't know who the third would be. He's probably top five. It's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's oh, third. Yep. And then Aaron Jones, and then Nick Chubb. So Monroe has three of the top five running backs. Three of the top five. Yeah. Nick he's Chubb. He's got Derek Russell. Henry. He's got. MVP candidate Russell Wilson, um, and 
Dude, he has Mark Andrews, who I've never heard of, but that Baltimore tight end before the season yeah. I've never heard of. And yeah, and Mark Ingram. Dude, Monroe's team is great. His team's stacked, man. And Tyler Lockett, like his entire starting lineup, his and between Devonta Adams, Devonta Adams might be the one player that I'd have to think for five seconds before saying yes to a trade for. Where everybody else would be automatic yes. Yeah. And he's got AJ Green on the bench. Well, uh, AJ Green. AJ Green's been passed around like a what's the expression? Passed around like a like a bong at a at a stoner. I don't fucking know. Bong, I'm a cut bong that. at a, a bong at a stoner party, man. <laughs> can you tell? Yeah. Can you tell, him, can you tell him a marijuana smoker? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's his team is like, AJ Green is right. He's a good one to have. I mean, his bench that's like. AJ Green is is my is Monroe's version of me holding on to Antonio Brown, except AJ Green will probably play at some point. I don't think Antonio Brown's gonna come back this season. You know what the what the incredible thing is? He also has Juju, who if Roethlisberger didn't go down, he would probably be a top ten wide receiver as well. Yeah, I yes, and Justin Tucker, one of the best kickers in the game. Um, I Monroe's had the worst luck. Um, if I were to speak for Monroe's behalf. And I've known the man since second grade, so I think I can. I wouldn't be thankful for anything because this league has fucked me. <laughs> this has been a very rough season. He should be the number one team. If he, uh, but I'll tell you what, he will clearly make up for it if he makes the playoffs. He will be a danger. Would not want to play him. Um, is he in contention for a bye? No, he's. I guess he could. No. Yeah, he he could get a bye because he could win seven and six if everybody else lost. But I don't know if it's enough. If that can work out mathematically, I'll I'll create some uh, some betting lines for uh, for all the teams. Okay. On, like, and we'll we'll see if, if anybody wants to wants to throw some money in on like who's gonna win the league. We can utilize that uh, spreadsheet that I made a while back that I forgot about. <laughs> that never worked. A, a highest bid of five dollars. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I know. Yep. I think I know who I'm picking to win it all if he happens to sneak in. Um. Uh. And uh, but anyways. Monroe's team is great. I'm thankful for Monroe. You know, I'm thankful for Monroe is that growing up, we played a lot of liquor brawl and a lot of football in the uh, in the field at whatever school that was. And I always felt like I was a good quarterback. And as you know, that even talking about throwing a good spiral. But in reality, I think I just know how to throw a ball in a certain area. And we had Monroe in the field who was on my team 95% of the time. And he was just faster than everybody, and he made me look great as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, he was impossible to catch. I mean, I remember playing against him when I would try. I guess I don't know if I didn't understand how to, like, two-hand touch people or even, like, do a proper cutoff angle. But I'd basically, like, run in two directions, in the direction, and Monroe would do one, not even a juke. He would just do one little stutter step, and I would give up. <laughs> There's no chance of getting him. He's, he's uh, stupid fast. At least he was. Yeah. I don't know. He Maybe was, we'll do a uh, Maybe we'll do a 40 uh, drill at the bachelor party. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in for that. We could do a, a, a punt, kick, throw, run, whatever that thing is called. That would be, yeah, that would be, <laughs> we got to get drunk first, though. That's got to be a, uh, okay. I don't, I don't exercise unless there's alcohol involved. Good. Unlike, unlike liquor brawl, where it was, again, 90% sober. <laughs> well, we were, we were the uncool kids in high school who didn't drink. That's true. Good point. Yeah, yeah we were we responsible. Did, what we did, we drank in Monroe's garage. Oh, yeah. And we got sandwiches from Costco to drink with them, or to eat with them. Uh, Winco. Hey, Winco, that's right. Winco's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, 
yeah, I am thankful that Monero is always on my team because he made me look damn good. But in reality, he was, uh, I guess I was more like a, I don't know, I was like a Matt Schaub. And remember when Matt Schaub had a, uh, I guess when he was in the Texans, who they had Andre Johnson. Yeah. Back when he was a name and good. Uh, so thanks, Monero, for making me look pretty decent as a quarterback and saving myself for more embarrassment of failing athletics in high school. You know what I'm thankful for with Monroe is how self-deprecating he is. Like, I think he almost taught me what humor was, because I was a bit of a, of a stuck-up little shit in high school, <laughs> especially, like, the early years. Um, and he was, like, he was kind of, like, my comedy inspiration that while I was at Encina, because he's, he's so goddamn funny. Um, and some of the stuff that he got away with, like, in class being funny, I mean, like, he was, uh, I, I think he, he's, he's definitely uh, impacted my humor rhetoric, I guess. Um, and he's just, he's he's crazy smart um, and gifted for what, you know, especially given the circumstances that his family was too poor to circumcise him. <laughs> and uh, what, what's the foundation for? Uh, and he's a LBGTQ person with a, with a cognitive disability. Yeah, no, I've donated. Yeah. Overcome all that uh, and still be as freaking funny and uh, and smart as he is. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he uh, he is hilarious. And he, I was very happy. I felt like almost spoiled when he came to San Juan um, from Encina. And, and I guess he went to Rio for a couple of days. <laughs> but um, I felt very lucky to have him over, uh, hang out with him every day and uh, yeah, he, he was hilarious. He'd always put up with watching me play video games all the time as a kid, too, um, <laughs> which is probably a huge, a huge uh, suffering every weekend he did. But, man, he was always one to come over. And then he introduced me to you, and, man, he basically – he was like the founding father of the tripod that became the quad pod. And yeah. So, so, Monroe, thank you. Thanks, Monroe. You're all right. All right. Man, what a positive podcast. Yeah. This is, really? this, is what, this is what we needed right after Rivalry Week. Yeah, need to really tone it down um, and get some, some brotherly love out there. Um, and next up is Jerry's Rice Pilaf. We got Brian, who I've actually met one time, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, I was, uh, Huh? Where did you meet? I was downtown in Slow, and I met up with Tommy, Brian, and Ann. Uh, and I had a, fr- a couple of friends that was there with from the Moor. And that's when I took that picture of me and Tommy cheersing that I always used for a while in fantasy. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, yeah, I got to meet Brian that night. Great dude. Um, let's, before we gush the love on him, let's take a look at his team. Um, whereas Monroe has been the unluckiest player, Brian has had the luck of an angel looking over his shoulder. Because his points for 1358, he almost has less points scored than I do. And that is saying quite a bit. He's only hit the waiver. He's only made 12 moves, which is the second fewest. And he must have had a a great draft or something. I mean, he's got he's rolling with Jameis Winston, who sucks. Amari Cooper had no catches. Leonard Fournette, you already heard the stat about Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. he's, he's fortunate Ezekiel Elliott didn't hold out because that could have been that could have been a buddy joining me at the bottom of the league if. Ezekiel didn't play for him. Um, 
Greg Olson, who Tommy continually thinks will end up in the booth, actually he did one time this season, so you're yeah, right. He was, he was yeah. He's right, man. A good call by Tommy. Um, Philip Lindsay. Whatever happened with that bet? Was it Philip Lindsay and uh, someone yeah, else? It was the the two running backs on the on the Broncos. I said at the end of the season, Royce Freeman have more fantasy points than Philip Lindsay. I think that's looking like uh, I'm gonna lose that bet. Um, but you missed 100 percent of the shots you don't take, Teddy. Hey, yep, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. You're damn right about that. Um, and that might be a dollar well worth losing. Just to show Actually, you there was no money on it because he, uh, Tommy, was too afraid to bet on it. Oh, wow. Spread. Wow. Well, um, so yeah, no one on Brian's team really makes me think like this guy's great. Um, I mean, I guess Samari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott are pretty good. Um, but hey, Brian has uh, similar. To Brian's chat messages, he's had the magic touch. So when he does strike, he strikes well. Uh, he's played yeah. the right opponents of the right weeks and made the most of it. He's a man you give a give a man a nickel, he'll teach a man a fish. Phrase <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah. So Brian has uh, made the most of it. He's looking in good. Uh, spot for playoff contention. Who's he playing this week? Let me see. Uh, he, is playing... he is playing either Tommy or Adam. Oh, Adam. Hey, oh. is it is the rain like super loud on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how uh, how it's going to come through when I do the editing, but uh, I apologize for that, everybody. Uh, during, when you talked to Monroe, it sounded like somebody was typing on a typewriter the whole time. That was Monroe. He was, he was clicking like crazy. Oh, he's lucky we yeah, didn't talk about him. He was get he was really getting after the the mouse there. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Um, yeah. Well, hey Brian, your team isn't that good, but you've you've had a good record despite that. And I am also thankful that you've joined this league and that you uh, have shared your personality over the chat and over that podcast. That Korea story is an all timer. Um, if this podcast ever makes it big, people will talk about the Korea story. Uh, for years, I'm convinced of it. I too um, am thankful for Brian right. doing the podcast because when Brian, I you know, I didn't know what to expect because I had never really talked to Brian. We we I we were at Tommy's bachelor party, but I was so drunk and uh, I was so farty that I uh, I didn't spend very much time with him. Um, but I knew I liked the kid. I didn't know how much. And then in the podcast, I realized that ah, Brian's awesome. Like he was just a genuinely seems like a genuinely good person so uh and he's very open about his gout and yes. uh and all that and, he, and he's able to make fun of it um and not take offense uh similar to monroe and his circumcision you know it's yeah or lack of um they're able to find the humor in in uh, god's mistakes if you will yeah uh brian sharing his gout story was kind of like in the bachelor when they when they share their uh their deep dark secret that they're very self-conscious about and uh just like the, just like the Bachelorette, my heart was stolen at the story, and I would feel comfortable taking Brian to fantasy suites. <laughs> so, so thank you, Brian, for uh, for being you, for being open, and making a hell of a podcast. <clears throat> All right, this one's gonna be tough for me. We're on to Kevin, my rival. Let me Go pull up his team real fast. Um, one second here, Peyton Hillis. Okay. Let me get the bad out of the way. I still don't like the name. Uh, I do like the picture with it. At least there's a very good effort for the picture. I don't like the slander of the trade that you made about 
uh, Antonio Brown with me because you know you wanted uh, whatever his name was, David Montgomery. But you know what? Um, first off, the team he made the most he moves. David Montgomery, hasn't he? He traded for me. Now he looks like he's dropped him. Oh, okay. Um, he has made. Let me see here. Thirty-four moves, more than anybody except Justin. And I will say, uh, Kevin, you've put up with a lot of shit talking for me. And you're also probably unaware of all of it because you don't listen to a lot of the podcasts or read too much of the messages, I imagine. I was going to ask if you think that, uh, that he's actually heard any of it. He doesn't. He probably doesn't know we're rivals. It's kind of like making J.J. Watt my rival where I can talk a lot of shit about him, but he has no clue and he doesn't care because he's busy doing other things. Um, and, uh, yeah, he probably has no clue about our rivalry that goes way deep of a whole season. Um, but I appreciate that he is active in the league because maybe not talking, maybe not, uh, on the podcast, but he's making more moves than I'm making. He's probably paying closer attention to his team. And in the spirit of the game, he is playing it 100% the way he should. Um, and he never drops the pack. So despite all the mean things I've said about your team name, uh, you've actually been a pretty damn good member of the league. So, uh, so thanks for participating. And if you're listening to this, uh, how can we how can we make him prove he's listening to this? Uh, I don't know. I tried last week. Uh, yeah, but, but Justin will text him. Yeah, tell I, him so, Justin, Justin, go ahead and text Kevin and tell him to listen to minute whatever this is through whatever that is, uh, just so he knows that he's appreciated by Teddy. Yeah, yeah. I want you to hear for the record, Kevin. I appreciate you. And know what, Justin? Just just text him and have him say to the group, "Hey, I listen." Confirming per the podcast, like he doesn't have to listen to it. I just want him to text the group on Thanksgiving to say Happy Thanksgiving if it's up by Thanksgiving. That'd be nice. That's so much to ask for. Yeah, just a Happy Thanksgiving from Peyton Hillis, and I want those exact words: Happy Thanksgiving from Peyton Hillis. Period. And I'd like to. I am thankful for Kevin as well because. He's the only person I'm allowed to talk shit about because I know there's no uh, there's no uh, course of action coming against me because <laughs> he doesn't listen or read anything. Um, so all my calls to kick him out of the league and all that, they've all been empty threats because A, I don't have that power, and B, uh, I know he's not listening or reading it. So it, just, it makes me feel like a big man, you know? Like, yeah. Man with the- Mark, but I know there's there's nothing, and, and he he did he did the podcast, um, and it was a genuinely enjoyable experience with Kevin, um, and yeah, so I'm glad he did the podcast. Kevin in, in the league. You know what's shocking is he's not muted on the group chat. Like he's getting all these notifications, or he doesn't have the app downloaded. Oh, that's probably it. Okay, well, yeah, he's gonna get his next rivalry week. I'm done with compliments <laughs> for Kevin. Uh, <laughs> all right. So moving on to next, we have Father Kime, or as Brian would call him, Father Keem. Father Keem. So Father Kime is a pretty good team thanks to McCaffrey. I think a lot of people hated this team, and he's getting pretty cocky being in the current playoff standings. He is uh, very for actually, the position yeah. he was in, uh, like what three weeks ago. Where he was literally, he was like, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this season. I'm not gonna make it. It's all is lost. Like, I'm, I'm shipping everybody out. Blah blah blah. Like, he legitimately didn't 
he was upset, like, that, that his whole season was over. I had to tell him, I was like, dude, you're two spots behind first place. Like, like there's still a lot of room uh, in, in this league, and I think that he, hopefully, believe me, um, and then that trade he made with, with Sam getting Josh Jacobs. I don't know how Josh Jacobs has been doing, but I think that was a good trade, uh, just in general, for him. Josh Jacobs, yeah. His best two players are Josh Jacobs and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey has single-handedly kept him in the playoff hunt. Oh yeah, if he didn't have McCaffrey all season, uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't exist in the in the playoff line. Um, also, that being said, I think I think he gets McCaffrey for a third round pick. Did he use a fourth or a third this past year? Um, let me look at the draft. Uh, while I'm pulling up draft results, but I'm pretty sure next year he he gets a it, second round pick for it. Yes, it was a third round pick for McCaffrey. So yeah, so a second round pick next year. I mean that that's being the best player in fantasy football. You're able to get him in the second round, and then Tommy has the second best player in football. He's able to get him in the tenth round. I mean, that's those are two unbelievable keepers, and they're they're lucky that they have that they have them. Yeah, I I mean yes, if he didn't take McCaffrey, his team would be in contention with mine. I think it's safe to say. Um, I think Justin is when I look at the picture, his smiling face is a commissioner on the uh, Father Kind's Church of Fantasy in that video he put up, which was hilarious. That intro video to the league, the "Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster" intro so had me funny. laughing. Um, Justin, and this is gonna sound kind of mean, but he is like a great politician commissioner. In the fact that, you know, a lot of politicians don't really do a lot. Of, they have a lot of men working for them who know all the like the truth or who do all like. Ah, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm kind of saying like he's he's the face of the league. It's yeah. because I've never seen somebody have so much fantasy success who seems to actually like just go based off like recommendations from Yahoo and stuff like that. <laughs> a guy who was about to quit the league. Because he was two games out of first place or out of the playoffs or whatever. A guy who asked his first year of playing, should I draft Peyton Manning? I know he was like kind of joking, but getting help from everybody, winning the league, like he is, uh, he's done great. And maybe he knows a lot more than I'm giving him credit for here. He probably knows more than me, so I'm probably getting ripped for that one. But he is dominated in quite a bit of the leagues that we play together. I actually don't yeah. know how. Well, how much of his uh, football knowledge he has. I think that he knows kind of the big names, um, but I think it's probably pretty surface level. It's, it's all the glamour muscles, Teddy, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> um, but he's doing better than me with that knowledge. Um, but what I'm thankful for, I'll now turn to a nice point, is uh, I am thankful for Justin's ability to make me laugh out loud. I, I think I remember specifically the podcast you had with him I was uh, I was actually laying out trying to get a little bit of sun that day, listening on a Friday, and I had to literally leave the pool because there were other people sitting out there, and I was listening, laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> I had to go in my apartment and listen to the rest of it in quiet because I couldn't I couldn't be out there <laughs> when he had the Chris Hansen uh, sound bites going off. <laughs> so funny. Um, Justin's ability to get me to laugh. Uh, yeah, out loud, uncontrollably, with his video, with the picture he has of him. Look, what is he wearing? Like a white suit with a hat? It looks like he's in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> I yeah, he and and in real life, even funnier. Uh, I still wish to this day that he would send in a video to play a young Will Arnett in Arrested Development or any other uh, show that features Will Arnett. Um, I think I 
he is hilarious. He can do great impressions, and um, I'll, I still remember seeing that third Batman movie with him hobbling around in this 20 CL, which that story also gets me to crack up. Not so much <laughs> intentional humor for him, but um, yeah, Justin's ability to make me laugh. I couldn't be more thankful to have him in. Um, you're the best, man. All right, over to you. I am thankful for Justin uh, being commissioner of the league. You know, it is a, it's not, it's a, it's a thankless job. Uh, you don't actually have to do anything, which is the nice part. But, um, like he does nothing with a plum. You know, like he does it very, very well. Yeah. And, uh, and he takes a lot of shit, which is, which is great because if he took it personally, then it wouldn't be fun to do it. <laughs> Uh, because I don't think I've never actually meant anything I've ever said uh, to him or about him, um, and uh, he's just uh, all around. He's he's been a I don't want to call him like a crutch of the league, but because you know his experience with crutches, it might have been trigger for him. <laughs> but, uh, but he is he you know he holds it all up and he uh, keeps us together, and he's a, he's actually a, a pretty darn good commissioner. I would never want him to have full commissionership because I think uh, there needs with his uh, his power grab. But um, but I, I I am thankful that he has taken on on the task and I hope that he does it again next year. Yeah, he's been he's been awesome at it. Um, again, the group chat's always lively, which is my favorite part of the league is talking to everybody and seeing the interactions and and he's he's made it really fun and, and like you said, he's taken a lot of shit, but. Uh, that's that comes the job. If you're not if you don't have enough thick skin to take that, then you're not suited to be commissioner. Um, well, cool. Moving on next, we got a couple left. And next up, we got T Bone Frosty Cold Cruisers. Um, spoiler alert: my prediction to win the championship strictly because of Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. I think uh, Mahomes getting injured has kind of like made everybody forget. And the rise of Lamar. And the injury to Mahomes has made people forget the kind of points that guy can put up. Um, but that keeper with Mahomes is the best pick of this entire year. Um, how many? How many? How did? How did Tommy do uh, while Mahomes was hurt? Did he win all the, all the games when when Mahomes was hurt? Or? Um. Well, let me see. He missed. Uh, how many games did Mahomes miss? Like two. I don't remember. I think I, he missed only two. And I think it was like a couple weeks back. It's probably like I think he. Let me see. He played you and he won. Um, Holmes played though. Um, he played before I played Monroe and he lost. And Holmes did not play. And then I think he lost the week before that when Holmes did not play. So I think he went on two and Holmes didn't play. Yeah. So I I think uh, he's pretty dependent on Holmes's you know av- average of forty something points a game. Um, to win, I think that that's going to help him come playoffs. Yeah, uh, and he's going to—I I think he's going to win it all because I mean, Mahomes. Like, I will just—I can't forget that week when I was playing him, and I was up by a lot. And then in the second quarter alone, Mahomes got like 30 points, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Like, even in the year that Brady and Moss were doing their thing, like they weren't putting up points like that in one quarter. I do remember Drew Brees in one year. Where he was on my team, I had him and I had Peyton Manning, and they were the top two quarterbacks. Um, I'm trading one of them to, to Adam that that year. Uh, I do remember though, that was like Breeze would have five points going into the fourth quarter, and he'd end the game with like 50 points. Um, I remember that he did that like four weeks out of the season, um, and I, I see a lot of that with Mahomes. Mahomes is consistent, man. He is. 
it's not like four points and then 50. It's like he's scoring every single time he touches the football, uh, fantasy-wise. So yeah. I think all around, I think he's got a great team. I think Travis Kelsey uh, was a was a good addition to his team, uh, but I don't think he needed him to, to still carry him through playoffs. Yeah, he. you're right. Mahomes alone would outscore – um, like Mahomes alone would probably score like more than half the points I get on a week. Again, beating me is not the the standard here, but uh, but like he's, I, I mean he's had that. He also has like Odell Beckham Jr. who's had a pretty disappointing season, but still been decent. Like imagine if he lived up to the hype. Cooper Cup, who is clearly the only good receiver on uh, uh the Rams right now. Le'Veon yeah. Bell should have been more. Um, Adam Thielen, like he's got a stacked team. Like all these. Obviously, it's fantasy football. Everybody's a stacked team. Uh, most people. Um, who's this kicker? <laughs> who's Young Ho? Young Ho Ku? He's new. Uh, he was just signed by the Falcons, I think, like two weeks ago. I never heard of this guy. Um, but anyways, yeah, Tommy. Uh, Tommy's looking pretty good going into the playoffs. I would love to be in his shoes. Um, yeah. And speaking of Tommy and things that I love. Um, I think Tommy – I hate to cop out and say, oh, I'm so thankful these guys are so funny because uh, everybody in this league is pretty funny, to be honest, uh, with like, an exception. But uh, Tommy is um, – I'll put it this way. You might not notice my chat his, my chat patterns, but anytime Tommy starts cracking jokes, I immediately start trying to get in on the conversation. He kind of triggers me to get in and try to follow up. And again, it's usually it's usually a pretty big whiff. Every once in a while, though, I'll get Tommy to like my messages back, and it's always a big success for me. But I think Tommy is a great dude. I'm thankful he, uh, uh, when he, like, you know, when we played liquor brawl and he would meet up with us, he, he's, he's taken me in and opens arm, open arms is a good friend. Um, and I, uh, I've loved being, uh, being able to be friends with them and get to know them through you and stuff. And, um, he is, he always cracks me up too, like. He just the things he does, the references he makes. I remember out of nowhere he started referencing the, <laughs> the Goldfinger Tony Hawk song at your house one time, and out of nowhere I knew exactly what he was talking about. I remember just cracking up and singing it the rest of the time, and um, thinking it was a funny saying. And and that is just a one-off joke for Tommy, but to me it lasted forever. So he uh, <laughs> he cracks me up, man. I know it's what I say to everybody, but Tommy, you're right up there. I I'm thankful for Tommy being a, a damn good co-host every. I was most excited about doing this podcast because Tommy and I were start of week one. And honestly, I think that if Tommy was not my opponent week one, I don't think that this podcast would have taken off. Um, he got me amped up. He loved the idea. He uh, is super easy to talk to. He's got a great radio voice. Yeah. Um, and I like he was just easy to get the banter going, and, and he got the excitement going on this podcast. I, I, I could not have asked for a better week one guest. Um, and uh, I, I'm just thankful that, that not only is he in the league, but he's always willing to uh, to, to do uh, league activities, I guess. Yeah, he, uh, you're right. He did that first episode. Like, I was unsure of what it was going to be like, um, but you guys were awesome together. Like, I remember I joked that it was like listening to you guys, like I was hanging out with you guys in my car and I listened to it on the way to work. But it was such a good flow and such a good like no like weird silences or awkward parts. It was it was great. Um, his thirsty Thursday segments also cracked me up. Um, I was again in my car just laughing out loud at the part with the first whisper one when he's talking about the Patriots beating the Giants as a juicy pick that no one can know about. Um, 
I missed those segments. Hopefully, hopefully we'll bring them back. And that's that's my fault that they haven't happened. I've, I've been I've been busy. If Tommy yeah. knows anything. Uh, yeah, how, maybe how we busy. should be thankful for Tommy taking life taking time of his busy schedule to <laughs> <laughs> to tell us how busy he is. Same with you. As a non-busy guy, I appreciate you busy guys making time. But uh, <laughs> all right, um, cool. And last but not least, we got the name change from a couple weeks back. Enter Sandman. So uh, so Adam's team, looking at it here, Baker, Galladay, Jarvis, Dalvin. Okay, Dalvin Cook's clearly his best player. Um, Austin Hooper, Christian Kirk. You know, I don't see a lot of really good names on there, but Adam knows something we I don't, at least, because he always is really good at fantasy, except when he doesn't. <laughs> but well, aside from those Dalvin times. Cook's, Dalvin Cook's a big name, and I think that uh, he got Dalvin Cook by accepting my trade uh, giving him my first round draft pick for his second and third. Uh, oh yeah. So I think you know he's got Dalvin. What was his other first round pick? Uh, who was it? Who else is on his team? Um, first round pick was it? It wasn't uh, James Conner, was it? Yeah, I think it might have been. I'm pulling up the draft results right now. That was a that was a miss there. Uh, Conner's been. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was his first round pick, and his second round was uh. Um, I mean, he had two first-round picks. So what were his first two picks? Oh, um, yeah, James Conner, number three overall. Oh, yeah, that hurts. That's brutal. That was a that was a that was a whoopsie. Yeah, that is rough. But man, he's despite that, he's uh he's hung tight. Despite uh, that, and carrying on Johnson get on the IR, um, his team's out there putting up points every day. I don't I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he's. Looking good going to playoffs. He's the only one to clinch a spot so far. Um, and given his history of playoffs in this league, I don't see why. He's kind of like the Patriots where, he, like, you can't really bet against him because he's he's won quite a bit in fantasy. Um, I remember way back when he boasted about being pretty good at fantasy, and we all wanted to beat him, and he won. I remember the first year. Uh, or not the first uh, year, but one, one of the first years. He won three of the first four years. Okay, so, yeah, he was quite a – yeah. I remember me and her want to beat him just because he talks about him being good, but he legitimately is good. Yeah. Um, and and think, it, it makes me wonder if I, need, if I just need to stick with his strategy of, of just going with the highest projected points. I mean, it's it's better than a randomly choosing strategy like mine. Uh, not random, <laughs> but choosing with, yeah, the heart thing. Like, I It's better than fighting logic to things to go with your gut feeling. Um but I will say uh, thankful for Adam. I've said it before. You've said it before, but it's a pretty easy one. Uh, Adam has become a really cool dude hanging out uh, in this chat, in the league. Very active. Very active in the chat. Um, it's like he's become a different person. And um, it reminds me kind of the guy that we used to hang out with way back when. Um, really just a genuine dude. Uh, texting back and forth, always great things to say, and he seems like he's doing really well. I'm happy for him. I'm thankful that uh, I'm thankful that he's become who he has because he's an awesome dude. I'm thankful that Adam's given us uh, a chance as long as he has. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I feel like like we've never, you know, his nickname in high school is Fat Cousin. That uh, was obviously with a PH. You know, that was his rapper name. But yeah. uh, you know, he's uh, he's put up a lot of our shit over the years, and. Uh, Consistently, though, I think he in the beginning he only hung out with us because he beat us in Madden every time we played. And, right. Uh, and then there were a few years there where 
the past few years where he just kind of he didn't talk much. He was, you know, he was using the league, and we were all wondering if he was actually going to be in the fantasy league and all that. And then um, <clears throat> this past year, I mean, he's just been he's been active, and it's been a lot of fun have him around. Um, so I'm I'm just thankful that Adams uh, Adams still our friend. <laughs> yes, he has he has given us uh, taken up taking a lot of shit. I will agree with that. Uh, although he was the one who called me looking like a dick when I when I said I worked out and he said how, <laughs> but um, no he was a he's a huge part of the our growing up and and yeah he's he's been awesome he was uh he was there that first night of Mission Impossible three and then Chick fil A you know I actually haven't had I've never had Chick fil A since that night by the way I had it this morning <laughs> uh, sounds like uh, a li- you're a little more current than me then on that one. Um, uh, I I haven't I haven't had it in a couple of years, but this morning I was driving up Sacramento and I was hungry and I I saw Chick Fil A on the uh, on the map and I said you know what we don't have it in Spokane so I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go get a go get a biscuit and chicken. So why I got, not? Uh, I got a number number one breakfast and it was freaking great, man. I, love I put it. on my work shoes so you can see it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you shouldn't listen. Hopefully Kevin doesn't listen and tell her. That's the most likely scenario. Um. <laughs> Okay, so that's the power rankings. Um, a few hot takes, if you got time, we could do. I yeah, want to Thanksgiving specific ones. Um, I okay, so I alluded to this one earlier. You already know how I feel, but Thanksgiving games, the biggest fake surprise, the biggest fake cool thing about Thanksgiving, they always are terrible matchups for whatever reason. It's always the Cowboys who are decent, sure, but why do the Lions get to play every single year in Thanksgiving? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be like the history of Detroit, kind of like the the blue collar workers, uh, football, something. I don't know. You know, like like Detroit was the industry capital of the U.S. at one point, and maybe it was just, uh, <clears throat> you know, hey, you guys aren't at work today. We're your local team. Here you go. I have no idea. I'm just I'm speculating. Um, yeah, I guess, and I don't know. I think this game's like I'm always excited the fact that there's football on Thanksgiving, but then the games always happen, and it's like, ugh, this game sucks. Like again, this year we got Cowboys and Buffalo, Detroit, and uh, do you know they're playing by chance? Top of your head. Uh, Detroit is playing the Bears, and ugh, then the, right. the night game is uh, Saints Falcons. Yeah, I don't care for any of those games. No. Um, have you ever Lions thought Bears. about like Lions Bears could be fun because they're both bad. Yeah, um, the closest game. So it could be like a entertaining game to be like, wow, these teams are bad. Or yeah. or it could be a you could get Driscoll on the run, Trubinsky on the run. Yeah, I said Trubinsky. Trubinsky. Uh, you could get them both, you know, scrambling a lot and uh, throwing picks and throwing TDs. You never know. It's uh, the uh, uh, I was gonna say, um, oh, shit, I just had it. Um, but I, I like the idea. I like being even if it's bad football, it's still football. You know, you're stuck. You're with family. Like I love being with family and all that, but you know, you get a you get a football in the background to kind of fill the time when you're not talking to people and you're not socializing. And I, That's I, true. I like having football. In that is a good. That is a good point. It is a. You know what? And you're right. If it was actually a good game that I wanted, like if tomorrow was like Patriots versus Chiefs, I wouldn't be talking to anybody because I'd be so locked onto the game. And that would be exactly. You sit. You'd be sitting on the couch watching the game, not talking to anybody. And if it was the night game, especially, then you'd be like, you wouldn't be eating dinner with anybody. You'd just be, yeah. or you'd, you know, you'd be pissed. So yeah. um, be, be thankful that they're crappy games. 
I do remember when the Patriots did play on Thanksgiving. I was at your house. I don't think you were there. I think you were in Spokane. Um, but it was when that butt fumble happened. And that game oh, yeah, yeah. was such a laugher that I was able to still socialize after that nice, comfortable 40-7 to lead or whatever it probably was. <laughs> um, do you think people don't play in Detroit? Because have you ever thought about that? Like, I don't actually think people don't play for this reason, but every single Thanksgiving you can't beat your family. Um, well, your extended family. Detroit game this year. I, is it the? Is it the early morning game? They so usually play the. They usually play the early on, morning game. Uh, 9:30 Pacific. I guess yeah, the Cowboys so, yeah, would be a better example. The Cowboys would be a better example playing at uh, like 5:30 Central Time. And I'm sure they, you know, because people don't have work on Friday. I'm sure Matt Stafford probably has a, a big Friday Thanksgiving. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, if if that's, that's someone's reason for not playing for Detroit, then uh, that's odd. I mean, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders are tied early. It's either got to be they don't like the franchise and they're tired of losing, or they wanted to have Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. I got to feel like it's Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> um, okay, next uh, next hot take Thanksgiving specific uh, most overrated dish. Well, the cranberry, um, but I actually yeah. don't know if it's overrated. I think it's just the most pointless dish nobody eats it yeah you're right it always sits there yeah what is it are you supposed to put on top of your turkey or something i have no idea i've never even tried it yeah i don't, I don't think it'd be it's not sweet enough to be a dessert um it yeah. looks so unappetizing to me that i've never tried it okay well we'll not count that one because you're right that one's gross the the most right. overrated green uh dish that, what's up green bean casserole oh man i like that one all right the the turkey <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're good. That's your opinion. I'm just saying, uh, um, go ahead, explain. Most of Thanksgiving food, to me, is not great. Okay, yeah, I, I would agree right off the bat. I, I do, I enjoy a little bit of turkey. I love, if they got honey-baked ham, I love that. I don't know if most families do ham. Mine always has. I love sweet potato casserole. Um, and more often than not, I enjoy the stuffing. Yeah. Um. All right, well, I'll say for, for mine... I don't really think the rolls are very – I'm not a big roll guy anyways, and I feel like it's a very stock, like – I don't know. Like, what's so special about a roll for Thanksgiving? Um, I'm not a fan of those, but a real – the real most overrated one, as a guy who has a huge sweet tooth, like none other, I am not a big pecan pie fan. I think that's, like, almost too sweet. It, it feels like you're eating, like uh, – I don't even know. what What is the inside of pecan pie? A bunch of sugar and molasses combined? Or something I like that. I have no idea. I, 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 yeah. Truthfully, the only pecan pie—I say pecan because I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, cultured. The only pecan oh. pie I've ever had was uh, it's like mini pies, like tiny little hand pies uh, that my office, the, the restaurant at my work used to make, and those are the ones I've ever had. And I loved them, so I've never had like a legitimate pecan pie, but uh, yeah, those mini ones were were awesome. Mm. What's Maybe your take on pumpkin pie? Uh, also kind of overrated. I hate pumpkin pie. Yeah, I'm. I'm at, as it's weird. As a huge dessert guy, I really don't care for the two big Thanksgiving desserts. Uh, I think yeah, pumpkin pie is it like kind of half healthy, half not. But it like, I mean, it's obviously not half healthy. But you know, it's not like if you're gonna make a pie, make it full out like a like a chocolate or pie or something like that, or like a banana cream pie, not a pumpkin, you know, low sugar fruit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not a huge pumpkin pie guy. Um, yeah. I am. Uh, so I'm I'm a big apple pie guy. Yeah, yeah, apple pie. I, I could be apple pie for every meal if I ever had to. 
Um, Tommy said that his, his favorite breakfast is like apple pie and a cup of black coffee. Uh, so we're doing Thanksgiving with Katie's family and Katie's every year for Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever we spent with them, I've always made an apple pie because a, I make a damn good apple pie and B, they never have any. And I like apple pie. So I want it. So I make it. And every year the apple pie is completely gone and the pumpkin pie is untouched. And Katie's grandma makes the pumpkin pie from scratch. She buys pumpkins and bakes them and scoops (laughs) it and all that stuff. And this year, she specifically requested that nobody bring. To so <laughs> her, her I am grandma gonna, did. Yes, I am not going to be getting any pie this Thanksgiving, and it upsets me greatly. That might be a lasting image of Thanksgiving: a pumpkin pie with like one slice taken out of it, just sitting there all night, and then wrapped with foil given to someone at the end of the night, forcing someone that's to take exactly, it home. That's exactly because because she would never eat it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, she's old. Most people don't like to eat sweets for some reason. So she'd never eat it. And so it was just one slice of pumpkin pie. That's, uh, I don't you know. you think it's a better chance that Kevin listens to this podcast or Katie's grandma? Uh, Katie's grandma, probably. <laughs> that would not be, be very <laughs> awkward. Uh, get some good Thanksgiving drama going on if she listens beforehand. You'll bring it up at Thanksgiving dinner and Katie's grandma will hear it. She'll be like, what is that now? And then somehow she'll end up finding it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Cool. Uh, any other hot takes you want to give for this thing before you sign off? Um, any lasting let's... ones? We can edit, out, we edit this out, obviously, but... Yeah. I, I, the nice part about this podcast, especially, is there can be very little editing. Uh, yeah, just a, luckily it's pretty streamlined. A little stream, bit though. beginning, and then a little bit at the end. Um, so that, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do all of them from the car. It's going to be uh, podcasters in cars going somewhere. It'd be, uh, if you got pulled over, I hope you at least have the cop be on. Like, hey, so, hey, what's going on, sir? Yeah, uh, say hi. You're on <laughs> FFD. Oh, I would 100%, yeah, leave, leave it on there. Um, <laughs> and I have about 40 miles left of battery and 20 miles, uh, some of the Tesla, 20 miles left to, to get there. So, um, wow, you really. I'll record that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah, any last thing you want to say to sign off? Uh, all right. Best, uh, best protein powders out there. Oh, what are, dude. Where are you, I'm what are the top? Ask. It's Dimatize with an M. Dimatize cinnamon. Uh, I always get it wrong. Cinnamon bun, not cinnamon roll. Dimatize what? 100% casein cinnamon bun protein. What's, what's the cost on that? Uh, you're looking at about 50 bucks for a 70 serving container. Okay. Uh, it mixes great with cottage cheese and 2% Greek yogurt, I found out. It's kind of a new thing I'm trying. Uh, that makes sense. Same, yeah, same. I mean, they're what? One spoiled a little bit more than the other one or one curdled more? I don't know how yogurt's made. But yeah, dimatize. Yep. But I want to give an honorable mention to uh, to Quest Protein Salted Caramel, or caramel okay. as you probably say. That's going to be a quick uh, number two. Um, yeah, highly recommend both of them. In fact, you, about, you know what you should do? Huh? Is that about the same price? Yeah, same price per serving. Same macros, too, since, uh, I know you're a macro guy now. Um, oh, yeah, you should bring a cottage cheese protein pie to your Thanksgiving as a dessert. Oh, my God, that sounds awful. And let me know which one gets more bites taken out of it between that or the, uh, pumpkin pie. <laughs> I think the cottage cheese might. 
might actually put up a fighting chance there. I wonder if you if you put salt caramel protein powder in the pumpkin, how that would. Uh, I've that would made uh, I've made protein powder pumpkin cheesecake and it was really good, um, and I liked it way more than pumpkin pie. Huh. Uh, I, ate the, I ate the whole thing myself. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was not on Thanksgiving. It was not like I was eating alone on Thanksgiving, although that'd be kind of a fun feast. Um, but I did. Uh, I bought a cookies and cream uh, uh, protein powder from costco and oh, okay. it, i did not like it so we yeah were costco protein powder is a little suspect with the taste uh, i've tried i've tried their chocolate one before and i wasn't a fan uh the good thing is you could return it <laughs> i definitely yeah, did exactly i i think i had maybe six scoops out of the bag and i returned it because i was like it's just not gonna i gave it so many different tries do you think costco's return policy is does more harm than good like they returns. They will let you turn back anything at any time for any reason. We after Ellie was born, we were at Costco buying diapers or something, and uh, and we were walking down the aisle and I saw a Roomba. I said, "All right, Katie, I'm I'm buying this." I just threw it in the cart. She's like, "What do you mean you're buying that?" And I was like, "We're gonna rent it. I'm gonna we're gonna bring it home. We're gonna clean the house for a couple weeks and we're gonna return it." Like that was entirely my thought process like i've never had that thought process anything else where like i'm gonna buy this just to rent it and then return it so i get use out of it and then blah blah and uh and she was like it's four hundred dollars try it out and return it and it's now been two and a half years and we still have not and we have no intention um so that's, that's the downside of their return policies when you buy something planning to return it and it backfires yeah i bet they make more money on that or and people just made up yeah, Costco is awesome. Um, <clears throat> sweet. Well, uh, Theodore, I think uh, I think the cell phone gods are telling us that we need to end this podcast. Agreed. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Good luck to your team yeah, this week. Well, uh, uh, well, hopefully I'll get this up maybe even tonight. With it needs so little work that uh, I'll be able to just get it up there tonight, and people can listen to it tomorrow if they if they got work. And if not, then uh, happy Thanksgiving nonetheless. I will be happy if people are avoiding their families to listen to their podcast in privacy on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> but all right, man. Hey, thanks for doing this impromptu. Uh, have a safe trip. Yeah. We'll talk later on. All right, take it easy, brother. See you, dude.